0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening
1: to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio.
2: Is the EPA an environmental protection agency? The new animal laws in California, a giant leap for some animals. What are phytochemicals and why should I care? These are just a few of the topics we will be covering today. Hello, I'm William Mayoff.
1: And I am Nancy DiFabio. Welcome to Animal News Magazine. This is a live radio show about animals. Topics range from animals in science to animals in entertainment to animals and religion to even animals and agriculture. Animals play an important role in our daily lives as individuals and as a society. So this show is about increasing our knowledge and understanding of the animal world. And from that information, you can draw your own conclusions. Our guest today is Gwenna Hunter from veganoutreach.org. And we will be talking about the dairy industry. But before we start, a third-grade teacher asked a student, a little boy student, "If I give you three white rabbits plus three gray rabbits, how many rabbits do you have in total?" So the boy answers, "I will have seven rabbits." The teacher asks, "Why seven rabbits?" So the student answers, "I already have one rabbit at home."
2: How <laughs> do I know? Sometimes it's a store. Sometimes it isn't. I, I like the grasshopper that know, went into the I bar. Know, I keep I telling know. that to everybody. <laughs> Just for those of you who have uh, missed that one, the classic that from Nancy's uh, mouth is uh, one of them. A grasshopper goes into a bar, and the, the bartender says to the grasshopper We have a drink. We have a drink named after you. He said, Really? You got a drink named Steve?
1: <laughs> okay, that one deserves a little bit of an applause. <laughs>
2: And that's how, I, that's how I break the ice. Okay. Uh, moving on, the Environmental Protection Agency recently announced so-called emergency approvals to spray sulfo floor. You always give me these hard words, Nancy. Yeah. An insecticide it considers very highly toxic to bees on nearly 14 million acres of crops known to attract bees. We know all know how precious and necessary bees are to our ecology. The approval includes 2019 crops, well, 2019 crops of cotton and sorghum in Alabama, Arkansas, California, Georgia, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. Ten of 11 states have been granted the approvals for at least four consecutive years for the same emergency, quote unquote. Five have been given approvals for at least six consecutive years. The approvals include 5.8 million acres in Texas, which is home to more than 800 species of native bees. Monarch butterflies and eight species of bumblebees, including the rare American bumblebee and variable cuckoo bumblebee, live in Texas counties where cotton or sorghum are grown. The EPA may approve temporary emergency uses of the pesticides including unapproved pesticides. Unapproved pesticides if it determines they needed to prevent the spread uh, of an unexpected outbreak of insects. A study published last year in Nature found that sulfoaxiflor exposure, even at low doses, had severe consequences for bumblebee reproduction. A major study published earlier this year found that more than 41% of the world's insect species are on a fast track to extinction, and that "Quote a serious reduction in pesticide usage is key to preventing their extinction." So that's overkill. That's sad. Why don't they check into the ramifications? Why are we Actually, killing flies inter- with hammers? It's
1: interesting you should say that because last year the EPA's Office of the Inspector General they released a report and they found that um, the, the agency's practice. I mean, this is these are practices of granting routine emergency approvals. Um, across millions of acres approvals of pesticides across millions of acres but they don't measure effectively measure the risks to human health or the environment so what the EPA according to um, the Office of the Inspector General has been doing is granting supposedly emergency approvals but they're not really emergency approvals Um, it's just the way to, to grant these approvals is to put them under the emergency category not only that but they also don't measure forget the bees they don't measure the risk to human health or the environment uh, the center for biological diversity prepared a, a report that's entitled poisonous process how the epa's chronic misuse of emergency pesticide exemptions increase risks to wildlife that's quite a large long subject of uh, heading for a report but um like I just said, the report found that the alleged emergencies, they're foreseeable occurrences. They're not emergencies. Well, what's the harm
2: they're trying to avoid here? Is it that
1: it's killing bees?
2: No, no, no. But why are they spraying this insecticide? Is because they're afraid of an invasion of killer bees? Yeah, they, or what's no, the no, deal? no, no. They're there? afraid.
1: They say the, the the pests, just the regular pests that you, you usually use that you spray your garden with. Are there
2: lesser intrusive, lesser violent means to go ahead and control populations or redirect them? Does anyone well,
1: but, but it's not an emergency. The EPA has rules and regulations.
2: So they're inventing this crisis. They're, they're inventing
1: the emergency. There's your, These are usual pests. Right. They're foreseeable pests. They'll eat your crop or damage your crop.
2: Bees? I didn't know bees, bees eat no, damage. I but thought bees pollinate. The, bees.
1: the intention is not to kill bees. This is a secondary effect. It's killing bees because you know, this is where bees gather. Okay. They like so it's sorghum. It's an effort
2: to kill insects. And like, as a byproduct of killing bees. Is it's killing bees. Yeah. So what can we do about it, as listeners? We want to help. We want to help you stir up our well, passions, and the, we got to do something.
1: Well, the, the, I don't. Maybe know. which we, we, we can. I mean, honestly, I don't want to sound that depressive, but uh, this is the EPA we're talking about, and uh, they, they've been doing this for for a long time. These emergency approvals are going on and on and on. They're really not emergency. There's very little people can do, very little at no, this point. I,
2: well, EPA is a federal agency. Right. So I think everyone has a cell phone. Everyone has a cell phone. And most everyone has a laptop. And everyone has access to Google. So they can go right to uh, their congressmen and congresswomen, right. even if it isn't their congressmen and congresswomen. And all those congressmen and congresswomen want to be elected and want their paychecks, pensions, and medical care, and all their coverages and jobs. So, you can go ahead and, and be passionate when you look at little Fluffy in the face and all the animals that you love and care about. And you could just send off a quick text. People, a lot of you guys are wondering, you know, give me a cause, make me happy in this life. So, just on your phone. I mean, we order so much day to day. We use that phone all the time. Make, make good use of it. So we can do something, Nancy. Actually, they could write to Congress people. It's a federal agency. They could influence the federal agency. No, actually, they, could, they could send texts and write to Fox EPA, and go CNN. Go to the EPA website. Yeah, go to the EPA website. Section or and, something. and say, yeah, why, why are you, okay, some pests are harmful. See what you can do as is, is, you know, natural means of restricting or killing off some insects or limiting them. But what do you? Why? Why are you harming the the Actually, innocent bumblebee? Actually, you can bumblebee.
1: also file a lawsuit against the EPA right. for not properly. Uh, so, so they can in,
2: mobilize. They people can do. They, we have guests on our show no, but see, every but week. They, this they is think. not
1: an immediate result. The thing is, it takes time. Whether you write to the EPA, you write your congressman, you file a lawsuit. Change takes time. And bees are dying in the thousands hmm. on a daily basis because of a really not emergency. You know, they're fake condition. emergency,
2: they're phony. So, but you see, our we are an organic grassroots radio show. Okay, so you guys call in if you have ideas, plans to mobilize, not from just a leftist radical point of view, you know, even the hunters, like Don Jr. there in his, Kimberly Guilfoyle, they need places to hunt those sleaze buckets. And we want to, you know, make the environment really nice to bees and all while while Kimberly Guilfoyle and Donald go hunting. You're going to go hunting.
1: Yeah, I guess it comes down Jen. to that, the virility or whatever you want to call it. So right. let's, let's
2: get on to the next one. The next issue here is earlier this year, the U.S. Supreme Court announced that it would not hear a challenge to California's 2004 ban on the production and sale of foie gras, leaving in place a 2017 ruling upholding it. So they denied Sir certiorari. How about That's that? That's right. They did not want to hear it. They let the appellate ruling stand. The California law went into effect in 2004, but enforcement of the ban was delayed until 2012. Starting 2012, groups such as the Coalition for Humane and Ethical Farming Standards made efforts to overturn the ban, leading to a legal back and forth. In 2015, U.S. District Judge Stephen Wilson ruled that the ban violated the federal poultry Products Inspections Act, which prohibits states from opposing their own conditions on the sale of poultry. The ruling put foie gras back on the menus. Nancy, tell the audience what foie gras is.
1: Well, I'm going to tell them a little bit later, but okay. I'd like to take the opportunity to... Well, let's talk... I mean, uh, why is the federal...
2: Wait, wait. It literally means fat liver, but tell them what foie gras is. Not all of them are eat with their their pinkies well, up in the air there. The, well, do I don't want to
1: interrupt the stories because okay. I have a lot to say about foie gras. All right,
2: so I'll continue. The California State Attorney General appealed the ruling. However, two years later, in 2017, the night U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals reversed the ruling and upheld the statute. However, the court put a stay on the ban, so the plaintiffs, two out-of-state foie gras producers and a Los Angeles-area restaurant group, could petition the U.S. Supreme Court to hear the case. The Supreme Court's decision allows the prohibition to finally go into effect permanently. That challenge is now effectively dead. The New York City Council, on the other hand, will be voting on a similar bill banning the sale of poultry products that are the result of forced feeding birds such as foie gras. Violators could face a fine of up to $1,000 and a year's imprisonment. It's possible the bill could come up for a vote as soon as this month if it passes. The nation's two main foie gras producers, La Belle and Hudson Valley, could lose one-third of their business. 81% of New Yorkers, yes, 81% of New Yorkers say they support a ban on the sale of foie gras. Nancy.
1: Right. So I want to first... Give us a background. First, I want to say something about... Explain it to us. Okay. So in 2015, there was, there's was a district judge, Stephen Wilson, who ruled that the ban violated a federal law. So some people would be wondering why. Why? Well, there's such a thing as, for those of you who don't know, the Supremacy Clause, right? Right. So it, it's in Article 6 of the Constitution of the United States and states that, um, I think... Literally, it states all right. that all laws and all treaties made under the authority of the U.S. are the supreme law of the land. That's right. Okay. So any
2: conflicting state, municipal, whatever statutes or codes that come in a contradiction or conflict with the federal law, the right. federal law controls and governs.
1: The federal law prevails Prevails absolutely over an inconsistent law. Correct. So that's for those you people are wondering, well, so it's just a federal law, what's the big deal? Well, that's the big deal. If it's inconsistent with... Uh, if a state law doesn't exist with the federal law, then the federal law prevails. prevails.
2: So, what do we have to change the federal law?
1: You would, ha- well, yeah, you would have to. Well, the fed the feds would have to agree with the state and work with the state and say, okay, we're going to change the law, and then your law will be constitutional. But in this case, we're we're happy that um, is no longer manufactured or sold in California, and hopefully, it's going to also um, the U- New York state will actually this is New York City will also follow. Um, so foie gras, what is fra- like you just said, fraga is literally fra- fat liver. Okay. It's a specialty food product. It's made of the liver of a duck or a goose that has been fattened by force-feeding corn and or grain with a feeding tube. And the process is known as gavage. It's a wow. French word. Wow. So um, the producers, they force-feed the birds by shoving a metal plastic um, actually a metal or plastic um, pipe down their throats, and it's about a foot long, and they pump the bird's stomachs with more food over the course of a couple of weeks, and more food that they would actually eat in a in a lifetime. They're force-fed uh, So it's torturing
2: the animal, correct?
1: Well, in my opinion, yeah. No, no
2: just in everyone's opinion. In my opinion, opinion. like, yeah. it, you know... If I, you're shoving even food... Even Dale
1: answer. agrees, and Dale's, you know... You're shoving oh, a, a Pretty simple guy. And you're
2: you're force uh, constantly feeding. What what is it? Well it's, they're
1: force fed um, what kind of poultry is it? Ducks? ducks are force fed about twelve and, uh, twice a day for about twelve days and the geese. So let's bring this to the listeners' reality.
2: Let's bring this to the listeners' reality. So the nice little ducks that you see in your local park in your pond, right? In Echo Park in LA or in Montreal's Mount Royal with the little ducks go to La Beaver Lake, wherever you are in Toronto, right? And the little ducks, just take that nice little duck and just open that mouth and treat it, you know, put a pipe down there and uh, well, yeah, just, but, just but, force but, feed it. that's what feed. you have to
1: do to make the foie so rich. It's that their livers grow about 10 times its usual size, so wow. which large, with large deposits of fat.
2: Is foie gras. It's the delicacy, right? It's
1: a delicacy. So all you your rich people, France.
2: all you all you people who want to pretend that you're elite.
1: Well, that's why the, 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 it's pretend. The and that's people. It's not even healthy. Don't for they you. have
2: a fake? Don't they have a veggie foie gras?
1: Yes, they actually. Thank you very I much. Found, go. But the only the, go Nancy. The only and foie gras, fake, I think I don't know if it's soy-based foie gras that I've ever tasted was Thanks. from Quebec.
2: The Vive le they
1: have a foie gras. I don't know if it's or Metro. Metro sells it. Vive Some locals make it. It's so good. You so have that plug them. Toast. Give them a plug. Do oh, you remember good. the name brand? I'm going to have to. Well, we're going to be in um, in a few months. We're going to be going to Canada, so I'm going to look it up and, and plug okay. them in.
2: And for those of you listening, Quebec. Je me souviens, Provence.
1: Actually, we have a few listeners from Quebec. Yeah, beautiful. More than just a few. We have many listeners from Quebec. We love you. Uh, Call
2: in uh, or text or write and let us know the producer of the foie gras. They're very shy. Free Quebecers. of animal suffering. 100 dollars Actually, foie gras.
1: It, it makes these uh, these animals very sick, first of all. Sick. They it get sick. Um, fungal infections, malnourishment. They get lame because they get so fat. They it's can't stand bad. on their legs the mortality rate of these sports fed ducks is like 10 to 20 times higher it's than those sick, that are not It's just sick, sadistic. It's abusive garbage.
2: Um, they should film it and broadcast it on YouTube and show the torture and all that. I'm sure it is on YouTube. And name the culprits.
1: But you know, Actually, they have a lot of video on that. And, but, so I'm going to
2: go but, look it up.
1: But the good news is, I mean, obviously in California it's banned. It's also banned in many countries like uh, Austria, believe it or not, the Czech Republic, uh, Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, Norway, Poland, Turkey, UK... Uh, Finland, Denmark. So you credit uh,
2: to all those countries, and credit but, to California. Okay. That's the beautiful. thing is
1: this: you can't. Okay, you can't make it there, but you can still have it imported. That's the thing. Those because of the federal
2: supremacy clause, correct?
1: No, I'm talking about like if you live in Luxembourg and if you live in Italy, you won't be able to get it. You can't produce in your own country, but you, but can, you can have it, it shipped from. Uh, I don't know. So uh, what's
2: wrong with that equation? What's wrong with that well, picture? Well, you can just
1: go on Amazon. It's I, terrible. In actually, order. no, I think you can't. You have to actually have it shipped, call them and have them shipped to you. But India does not allow the production or the import or sale of forgot. So so praise that. India
2: for something. You see that?
1: Yeah, yeah for that. I praise praise for India. That. I call so, them up
2: for in the middle of the night for my customer service. They pick up the phone. Thank you very much.
1: So that's the thing, is like, even though you can't, you can't, If as long as you can have it imported in your state or in your country, I mean, it's a step in the right direction. It is. First, we live in California. If I go on Amazon and I order foie gras, I won't be able to get it, because they're not allowed to import it yeah. into my state, and that's the way it should be, but it's not the same everywhere. So... That's for gras that's for you. Well, it's um, good
2: to see that California and New York is also progressive. 81% of people of New Yorkers support the bang. And By that's the way, beautiful. these
1: birds also, um, they get, because of the repeated insertion of the pipe in their throats, they do, sometimes actually they get uh, asphyxiated caused by the food because it's not properly forced in the trachea. Um, they get inflammation of the neck, hemorrhaging. It's just, it's. I mean, it's not even necessary. Okay. It's not even healthy. But
2: if you want your words to resonate and people to react to this and do something about it, you've got to get the company names that participate in this. And and whatever the company name is, the foie gras, we could do a Google search, folks. You can call in. You could. T- you could again. You could email us. It's greatly appreciated. Nancy, what's the website? Well,
1: Label and Hudson. Okay, are you go. Uh, well, right. California is moot now, but in New York, those are the two that are really so, huge. So, so um, you did Hudson. mention
2: them mentioned Labelle and Hudson. Okay, so give them the bad reaction That's and commentary. Hudson Valley, actually, they're, they're going to
1: go out of business if uh, beautiful. If, but eighty-one percent of New Yorkers don't want it. It's not. It's not a necessary food. Some people will say, "Well, you know, you have to have fish for the omega 3s But this is like, not. It's not good. It's full. It's but just a fat. Minute. It's total fat. Nancy. It's like just eating a chunk but there, of beef. The there's
2: fat. corporate, you see, when it comes to their the, the financial records and wallets and pocketbooks, they react. There's hope on the horizon. Let me tell you quickly why. I thought you'd never ask, okay? <laughs> because in this revolution, which I'm loving, and our listeners hear this every week from us, the tidal wave. Of veggie burgers. Oh, okay? yes. Light life. What's going
1: on with in that? In Canada.
2: Harvey's Veggie Trio. They got not only their original veggie, but they got the light life. You go to Loblaws, Toronto. We're a cross-border global uh, radio emission here, okay? Yes, Transmission. Are. So so wait, now listen. So now you've got everybody in on it. Okay, Kellogg's. Uh, you got Morningstar Farms, of course. They're, they're a subsidiary. And you've got, guess what? Nestle's in it. And Tyson.
1: Tyson. Tyson meat.
2: Tyson man, they're trying to get to heaven instead of to hell, killing all the hams and all the, 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 the whatever the hell they kill the, the the hams and the pork and all yeah, the slaughter. But but it. but kudos to them for trying to get on the bandwagon. So if you alienate and, and speak the truth and how they're torturing these ducks and the poultry on the farm La Belle and Hudson right. Maybe they'll go ahead and say, well, you know what, maybe we'll we'll t- make a twist. Or maybe it's not so fashionable to eat foie gras and we'll, uh, we'll have a veggie alternative or something. we are just there being humane in reasonable. I told and reasonable. you, I don't
1: know why we can't... Yeah. Uh, I'd be, uh, uh, there is. Nancy, there is. This,
2: this, you're helping out humankind, animal kind. You are a saint. Yeah, okay, really, Nancy? yeah. I don't know that I'm a saint. They should guy. have a star for you in the Hollywood Walk of yeah, Fame, okay? Thank you. Yeah, With a duck Flattery right next will get to you. you everywhere. See, Aflac, the Aflac duck or something it. like that. <laughs> That's a big commercial in the States, folks. He's the cutest duck ever. Would you torture that duck and stick? Or Donald Duck?
1: Yeah, Donald Would Duck. Would
2: you torture Donald or Daisy?
1: Or what about uh, Sesame Street, the big bird? Is yeah, he he's some poultry, kind of a duck?
2: too. Yeah, but he's already got a foie gras, big bird. No, he's kind
1: of skinny, tall and skinny. Anyway, let's, let's carry on. But here.
2: phytochemicals, you, you ask about. Phytochemicals, I thought yeah. you never mentioned phytochemicals. This is the cancer fighters in your foods. Phytochemicals are naturally occurring plant chemicals. Phyto means plant in Greek. They provide plants with color, odor, and flavor. According to the American Institute for Cancer Research, findings from laboratory studies have shown that phytochemicals have the potential to stimulate the immune system. Autumn is here, flu season, winter colds. They also have the tendency to block substances we eat, drink, and breathe from becoming carcinogens. Yeah, cancer-producing. They also, these phytochemicals, can reduce the kind of inflammation that makes cancer growth more likely. They prevent DNA damage and help with DNA repair. They reduce the kind of oxidative damage to cells that can spark cancer. They slow the growth rate of cancer cells. They trigger damaged cells to commit suicide before they can reproduce. They help to regulate hormones. So in conclusion, eat a varied diet high in a variety of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and beans. Right. Favor brightly colored or strongly flavored vegetables and fruits, which are often the best sources of phytochemicals. Lastly, stick to food sources. Phytochemicals in supplement form may not be as easily absorbed as those from food. Better than nothing if you want to take your vitamins. But always try to get an edible form of phytochemicals. It's always
1: best, yeah.
2: Always best. And Nancy, I noticed your glasses are green, okay. so you probably got phytochemical stuff in your green glasses. Nancy, you you know, you know walk the walk and talk the talk. You just think come on the air, the air and bullshit yeah. the people. You're very good, Nancy. Power to you.
1: According to the American Institute, actually, um, if you go to AICR.org, which stands for American Institute for Cancer Research, you'll find a chart of foods to eat to reduce the risks of cancer and it's really interesting it's basically a guide to the phytochemicals it's almost like I'm going to be planning my meals this way it's really interesting like for example um, uh, carotenoids oh, yeah. uh, red orange and green fruits and vegetables They're, they inhibit cancer cell growth um, what inhibits splash, uh, inflammation flavonoids, apples, soy products tofu, uh, edamame um, inositol Shown to slow down cell growth, nuts, again, soy products, bran. So it's really, if you can plan your meals this way, you get your fruits, you get your vegetables, you get your protein, uh, maybe a little bit of fat, um, but cruciferous vegetables, they keep showing up. Soybeans, soy products keep showing up. And it, I found that really interesting because soy products are kind of like there's a little bit of a controversy over that, and yet they keep showing up, and all these uh, phytochemicals that have um, beneficial effects to slow down um, and prevent cancer.
2: So s- soy might well be very beneficial, Yeah, edamame right.
1: is, uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. I like this chart.
2: So, folks, you know, you can have a stab at immortality if you just eat all the colors. Uh, Under the rainbow and listen to this radio show and and eat. And uh, the odd time, if you're busy, if you have to take a supplement, it's not the end of the world.
1: No. Uh, I take flintstone
2: vitamins sometimes.
1: But also, to tell you the truth, also, these, unless it's organic, you're going to have to eat a lot of broccoli, a lot of cauliflower because the the nutrients um, are. So you can only have so much
2: broccoli especially as
1: high as they would with the organic right
2: now it's very healthy it's you know antioxidant and all this but you know lots and lots of broccoli and if you work amongst people and you're not used to fiber be careful right we are your comprehensive show here helping you with all aspects of life yeah and if you want to go ahead and contact us number, what are the contact phone numbers and website please tell the people's <laughs> tell the people so. i'm going to ask you for another joke nancy i'm still thinking grasshopper
1: we're going to be talk, we're going to be calling gwen a hunter in about six minutes but the call in number is three two three two zero three zero eight one five and you can write us uh, as many of you do at uh, nancy at animal go to our website for interesting articles but we do appreciate your comments and we also do have we a do. Facebook page Animal News Magazine. So feel free to comment there and like I say every now and then, this show is not to convert you or to convince you to agree with our point of view. This is our perspective and uh we look and you're allowed to have your point of view.
2: And just to clear up a misconception, there are plenty of conservatives out there. Uh, really, you know, a Trump-esque, a sheer up in Canada. There's plenty of Republicans who they hide this publicly in their NRA stuff and the gun stuff and all that, but some of them have a conscience, and some of them don't want to torture uh, animals, and some of them, uh, some believe it or not, it's just that when it's political season here, they go into the shadows and they don't want to come out swinging and, and say we want to protect streams and rivers and this, that, and the other thing. So they're not all uh, sleaze buckets, and we do get, from Republicans too, uh, you know, uh, input and how to do things, and that it, it, uh, it doesn't. What look do you mean? Input, how what, to do things. W- well, I mean that uh, th- this show is not geared towards one political right, group or exactly, any political group. Absolutely. It's geared towards. The human conscience. Exactly. And if you look at your kids and you don't want them to get cancer, and if you look at your right. kids, your little squirrels that are in your backyard and the birdies and the bees, this is stuff we take for granted. I mean, go to Chernobyl. There was a great, great HBO special. Got a lot of accolades and all that. And you'll you'll see what it is to live with any kind of environment and no bees and no squirrels or they're radioactive. And... We're going
1: to be having a bee expert come on the show see? soon before the end of the year and talk about the value of bees And for those of you who are interested in bats, we'll also be having a person coming um, in November to talk about bats. All
2: encompassing. Nancy, I don't know how you have the time to do anything else but this radio show. I give you so much credit. And we're starting that petition to get what a star field on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, okay. And Toronto's I really got don't want to. Toronto's got a similar one too. We'll see what happens. Maybe you can get something in Brussels or someplace.
1: Actually, I started talking about the story last week because then we we had to talk to. Okay, uh, our guest. I'll get to
2: the next story in two seconds. Forgive me a little hyper. Just tell me who that pigeon, beautiful, beautiful pigeon, was. Oh, ami Cher yeah. yeah.
1: I should tell that story again one You got to
2: tell that story again and any of you any out there have little kids maybe a couple of people out there little kids and you read them bedtime stories Go look up uh, Cher ami yeah. on your cell phone It's a pretty violent bedtime story No and you tell you see when they see the birdies and the pigeons how this one pigeon through thick and thin save lives Yeah and I can't go anywhere. I'll start crying. I'm serious. Yeah,
1: I know. It's a beautiful story. Cher ami. Yeah, it's, it's a, a beautiful dear story. Friend, I'm going to tell that story again. It's just beautiful. You got a... I mean, you look at pigeons. I think, yeah, but this one, he was just amazing. And but all he's the... one of several.
2: All across the world, yeah. there's pigeons.
1: There were a few others, but he—he he was the, he, the, the the hero of. He See, was, it a, was hero. a.
2: It was a male or? A it fe- was a boy. Yeah. Oh
1: no! Actually, no. They thought it was a boy, and then ended up. Once he passed, they realized,
2: oh, he yeah. was a girl. Why don't we go ahead and leave the story for those people okay. who haven't gotten the story? Let's not do okay. a, uh, a, a, what's it called? Something alert? A spoil alert or we, something? We should
1: give cooking tips for uh,
2: the impossible burgers. And that, too. I'm, it's well, Storm. Dale, you would be the one yeah. since you
1: barbecued them.
2: Yeah. Okay. When we, you know, I'm telling you, I, I kudos to Loblaw's and all that. They got Light Life, they got the Impossible Burger, they got Beyond Meat. Yeah, it's really delicious. Okay, let's get back on. Track. Walrus attacks and sinks Russian navy boat. That's a walrus attacks.
1: Yeah. And
2: sinks a Russian navy boat two weeks ago. A walrus attacked and sank a Russian tugboat as it was approaching the shore of a remote Arctic island. The walrus used her tusks to attack and eventually sink the tugboat. The tugboat's name was Altai, and it really did sink into the sea. Luckily, the boat's crew of Navy service members and researchers made it safely ashore on a smaller vessel. The vessel belonged to the northern fleet of the Russian Navy. The team was taking part in a joint mission with the Russian Geographical Society to retrace the steps of an 1874... Hello? Yeah. Oh, well, we've got our call. So, everything pauses... Nancy, we might have Gwen on the phone.
1: Do we have Gwen on the phone?
0: You sure do. <laughs> okay,
1: I guess somebody called on my... Did you call in? No, no, I didn't call in. You just called me. So oh, okay. it could
2: be... big. We have a okay. behind-the-scenes seem very big. We keep chat trying adds. to tell
1: this walrus story. We can't... <laughs> I guess... Ah. Okay.
2: No, no, no. no. Our calling guests are much more important. Yeah, they're than, much than more important. Yeah. So well, welcome. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> Gwenna. Hunter, welcome, Gwenna.
1: Gwenna, so uh, welcome to Animal, let's start all over again. (laughs) This is Nancy DiFabio, my co-host here, William Mayoff. You're on Animal News Magazine on LA Talk Radio. This is a live show based in our studios here in Los Angeles. So before we get to the real story, can you tell us a little bit of who you are and what your organization (laughs) is about?
0: So I'm Gwenna Hunter. uh, Two things going on. I'm the founder of Vegans of LA. And I also am the community events coordinator for Los Angeles uh, for Vegan Outreach, veganoutreach.org. We're a nonprofit animal rights organization. And pretty much what I do is um, sometimes I put on small community events for uh, groups or different communities that may not have such easy access to vegan foods or may not be interested. (laughs) Um, And then I'll bring like snacks and we'll we'll feed people, have conversations. I also table at festivals. Right now I'm at the So-Cal-, SoCal Veg Fest. I just took a took a quick break. It's like crazy in here. Well, that's fantastic. Um, so I'm wow. tabling, giving away ice cream sandwiches to people that sign up for our email series. We should have had you on
2: a week ago, Gwenna. We would have been so happy to partake and publicize and do all that good stuff. We should have had you on a little bit ago.
0: We should be there doing oh, the wow. show live. And we should be there doing
2: the show live, exactly
0: exactly yeah it's crazy in there (laughs) tell us so yeah um so pretty much my whole advocacy is just about you know animals and um that's kind of the angle i'm at now i think most people evolve you start off one way for going into this and then you end up you know totally different reason for why you continue doing it so so you
1: so you are a vegan
0: Yes, I am.
1: Okay, so when you're talking about the process, is that what you're talking about, how you went from just being, you know, eating animal products to totally non-animal products?
0: Yeah, so my journey started probably like in 2008. I didn't know I was on the journey. Little did I know. Interesting. Um, But I started... Go ahead. No, what
2: put you over the top? Tell us, tell us.
0: Well, put me over the top were two things. One, I ended up having a dream about a cow and in the dream i was looking at the cow and then all of a sudden i merged with her and became one with the cow my oh my and i took on her consciousness oh my goodness. and when i came out of the dream i was like crying and emotional because i'm like in all of my years of searching for spirituality and truth i'm like i never considered that an animal loves and i felt her love i felt her love for her children i felt her love for humans I felt that she had the ability to have her own thoughts, just like us, her own judgments, um, you know, similar to us. And actually, probably at a more sensitive and deeper level than a human being. And that shifted my whole everything. I'm like, wait a minute, if if cows love, that means they probably love their children. If they love their children and we're taking their sons and making them veal and eating their bodies, I'm like, we got to stop this, you know? And so um, I made the connection to the cow's ability to suffer. But as far I was vegetarian, but I still didn't make the connection to dairy because I hadn't seen the videos yet of dairy. All I still thought was that, you know, a farmer, you know, was in his overalls and milking the cow with his hands. And it was a mutual decision for the both of them and and that it was natural and then i saw a video called dairy is effing scary five minute video i went vegan watching it i was like i will never partake in dairy ever again so when i saw i'm like okay one i know that they're conscious they suffer they love they feel and we're torturing their bodies and taking their children and their mourning i'm like i will not be a part of this so, another second Gwena, so, we, um, we, yeah. we
2: applaud you you, you you know your epiphany and all that's fantastic so uh, nancy's a vegan i'm a vegetarian so so to okay. get to get over that turn you probably saw videos which i haven't seen i'm just anticipating where they keep the they, they keep the cow or the animal in a sustained actually, state well, artificial actually, pregnancy or her, something let her right let me
1: answer your question wait why don't you take us through the whole process the whole you know from from like like from farm to table
0: why don't you take us through that, and that'll answer your sure, question, Sure, please. William. Okay, sure. Yeah, so, you know, they don't get to mate naturally like we do or like cows are supposed to. Uh, you know, they have their own mating, natural mating process. but so what happens is, you know, some, uh, the person artificially inseminates them. Right. Uh, with the bull, they, you know, kind of cause premature ejaculation, and then with, with her, they stick their arm in her body, um and go through that process so one thing i never knew was that cows are pregnant for nine months just like you know human mothers and um when they give birth to a son he is automatically taken for dairy because there's no use for not dairy for veal um so when you're eating veal you're eating a child you're eating a baby and um When I saw how they look for their son and they mourn, so anyway, they do that to the cows, and if she has a daughter, she has probably what I consider a worse fate because now she's going to be subjugated to um, being pregnant over and over and over and over again until her body is completely spent, and then she'll be slaughtered for her flesh and for her skin to be leather and, and whatever else. Um, with the with the process with the dairy, they hook machines up um, to, I know we call them udders, but I like to say to their breasts to keep it human and to keep people understanding what happens. They hook these machines. So this factory farming, so nobody has time to, you know, do it by hand. There's too much of a demand for this stuff. So they hook the machine up, and there's so much blood and pus that is legally allowed in milk. Wow. Um, wow. And they, they cover it up with certain things. Uh, they, there's so much bacteria, legal bacteria that they allow. The U.S. has one of the highest that they allow for bacteria to be in the milk. That's why they have to pasteurize it, because wow. if it was good for you, you could probably just have it without it being pasteurized. Wow. Um, they also put coloring in it so that it looks nice and white, but the blood can still be in there. Wow. Um it's. I'm telling you, when I I became a crazy vegan for like four months, you know, after I found all this stuff out, because I'm like, what? You know, I was like posting all over social media, because you know we've been lied to. You know, public schools are funded by the meat and dairy industry. Yeah, have your milk
2: and cookies. Um, remember, yeah, milk and cookies and Yeah. Your little stool and milk and the cow. All those images that you conjured up. That's how my childhood. When you're a kid, you think about it.
0: But the bacteria. Yeah. They, they- they program us from the beginning, right out the gate. So it's like, it's kind of like, it's not our fault because we've been programmed wow. from wow. the beginning. Milk does a body good. See? See? Um, you know, all these different programs going to have athletes wearing the milk mustache. So in your mind, you know, they never show these other videos because if they did, most people were probably like, wait a minute, I don't want that. But they show these happy cows and cows jumping. But really, they, especially the female, the dairy cows, they go through a life of pure misery.
1: Now the, 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 the pulse and the blood and all that is that as a result of what they feed the cows or is it a natural occurrence for being pregnant all the time and just having well, the maybe the machinery
2: they, they hook up to the to the, the... telescoped? Yeah, because
0: it, well, and and you're you're kind of right. I think I think you're both right. You know, one the machine it's not a natural process, so it's like you know, as a as a as a mother, as a human mother, you know that you you know let your child suckle when your your breasts are full and, you know, replenishes itself. But in this process, they're not getting to do that. Um, it's a machine that's actually, you know, pulling it out. And that's why there's probably so much blood in it. And I can only imagine the pain that they're probably experiencing going through this, knowing that it's an actual machine. Um, with cows, Because um, you know, most cow, cows are typically, you know, they eat grass and grains, they, they graze. But uh, 70% of the world Seventy percent of the world's soy is fed to factory-farmed animals, especially cows, and it's not—it's the GMO kind as well. So a lot of people will tell me when I'm sampling stuff, "Oh, I don't eat that because it has soy in it." You know, I'll stick to my meat, but it's like your meat is eating soy, so you're eating it as well. Wow. So they feed these cows soy, which is not a part of their natural diet. Um, but typically, the cow will gr- will eat the the grass grasses and the grain. Um, they also pump them up with antibiotics to try to prevent you know diseases and infections and things like that. So those antibiotics and all that stuff that they're putting into the cows, that stuff is being passed on to us. More and more, I'm hearing people say that they can't digest beef, which is what happened to me. Um, my body just kept rejecting it. I would eat a steak or I would eat corned beef sandwiches. And every time I did, I would end up in the emergency room, and oh I, had to diagnose, I had to diagnose myself. They thought I had an ulcer, then they thought I had kidney stones, I'm like, wait a minute, this only happens when I eat red meat, you know, when I eat a cow. And so I meet people all the time that say they gave up eating cows because their body just would not process it anymore. It would just sit there, and it would cause back pains and uh, nausea and things like that. So it's uh you know a lot of people will will go plant-based because of the digestive issues but what i find is that once most people you know do it for health they also discover that okay well maybe these animals aren't meant to be walking around as our sources of food that they're supposed to actually live peacefully on this earth like everybody else wants to
2: to add to this a compliment Thank you so much for all of the, the your, your account your personal account and all this but the take home for a lot of these people because when I'm in this just talking casually to people, oh I tried vegetarianism or veganism it, like it's such a struggle, such an effort that the default is this meat stuff and you know what that's just distorted not nonsense thinking and let, let me tell you why because today we are so lucky to live in a time where they make you know, substitute meat products, veggie. We just talked about the veggie burgers, the vegan burgers. You have a whole slew of all so many different varieties. We just talked about the foie gras. They have veggie alternatives all over the place. So there's no sacrifice. I'm getting fat just fine, just eating all veggie stuff. I'm, it's delightful.
0: Oh, let me tell you, I'd put on weight as a vegan. How Thank embarrassing. You. Nah,
2: you're fine. From... But you see, there, there's no sacrifice. It's such a misconception. You're not alone, it's such a misconception. These, you know, the information <laughs> helps. You got to let the people know that there's blood and, and chemical and colorings and the soy. People don't know that. So they
1: probably bleach
0: it to make it look pretty, to, to camouflage That's, all the stuff. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, exactly.
0: There's so much stuff in, in, in milk. And, you know, I think it accounts too for, I like, I had acne most of my life, not just as a teen, but even as an adult. And it wasn't until I went vegan
1: wow. that the acne finally
0: stopped. i've heard that before
1: by the way people had uh, not only skin conditions but medical conditions actually yes a lady had um at work arthritis and in her hands and she went vegan and i think six months passed or whatever she was oh my goodness i don't have arthritis in my hands anymore it's really amazing what a a plant-based diet can do but i have two questions what about the veal how long did the veal the baby cow spend with their
0: mother before they're taken away um, I've, I've seen and read different things, but they usually don't want them to bond. Got so, it. um, typically what I've seen is that the, 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 baby is taken. I mean, I've seen videos where she gives birth and somebody takes, takes her calf and puts him right in a, in a little thing and, and carries him off But are they because all- they don't want him getting used to her milk.
1: Are they all uh, put in crates and taken away, or are some of them killed? I can't imagine all the boys being used as veal. Or is that the case? Is the veal industry so popular that they're all the boys are raised as veal?
0: Typically, they're raised as veal, but they're 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 not as popular as the mothers. Because, like I said, with the mothers, right. they get a dual purpose. Right. They get to you know, pump them up for milk, and then you know, you know, use their bodies you know for, for food. Now, um, I haven't seen day? many accounts to where they let the, you know, unless they need, you know, a male, you know, for the, the factory farming situation. Because like I said, I've seen what they do to the adult, adult cows, like, you know, they don't let them mate. It's like a human that right. actually takes on the process and the, abstracts the sperm. It's artificial um, by insemination. ejaculating yeah, the cow it. with the pens, right. and then inseminate that into the mother cow.
1: Now, do these cows, I know they're fed soy and all kinds of stuff, and they put steroids in the food and all. Or do they ever go outside? In most
0: factory farming situations, no. But I've heard, I've I've seen two accounts where, where people have said, oh, you know, this isn't what happens on our farm. We actually let them go outside. But most of the time, the typical situation is they usually never, ever see daylight. So they're they... usually uh, in a it's called a like a rape rack. and so it's it's like a circular, a big circular uh, steel tool, and they're like in a slot. Right. and And they're stuck in that slot and they're facing one direction, usually and that's kind of how they spend most of their lives and the same thing with pigs pigs are usually um they're not racks but they put them in these like little slides where they never even get to turn around
1: right i that i know for a fact now they when they get old and you say they you know they're not productive anymore so they slaughter them and and meat, i know they're skinny used for leather the meat mm-hmm. this is an old mm-hmm. cow an old spent cow do they Actually, is it for the meat for human consumption or for dog and cat consumption? Mm-hmm. No, humans. so
0: dog, dog, and so pet food is a byproduct. So usually, animals are not killed for pet food. There's usually enough left over or byproduct from what's uh, left over from humans that goes into pet food. So you'll you'll never really see a specific area unless you're in another country that's actually um, slaughtering animals for pet food, it's always a byproduct. So it's like the lowest quality of what's left over, you know, with the animal flesh or whatever. But yeah, when the cow can no longer stand up um, or she breaks her legs, because sometimes they get so big from like the hormones and the antibiotics that sometimes they'll break it, the, you know, their own legs will break from all the weight. Um, that That mm-hmm. is turned into food for us. Yeah, not because for me, I'll tell you
1: that. So <laughs> can, that. I got a soft spot for
2: cows too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How can we help the cause though, Gwena? So what's your website? You got a website and can people contribute? Can people buy things? People become vegans. How can we help you guys as well?
0: Yeah, so if you go to veganoutreach.org, um, we have a lot of different you know information on there that can help people. And we have an email series called 10 Weeks to Vegan. Wow. And so what we do at all of these events, people only get 10 emails. It's an email once a week for 10 weeks. And what we do is we share recipes. Oh, uh, we I tell could. people about the newest oh. vegan food replacements. Mm. And then oh, we wow. give a fact about animal agriculture or climate change. And after the 10th email, it's over. And so, you know, we, we're we an animal rights organization, but we're not um, – we're, we're very gentle, our you're, right. you're not crusading
2: it's you're not evangelizing it's a
0: gradual approach no many people are different no yeah, yeah. We, we because it's kindness and, and and love and compassion is what's going to change this world so Amen. it's like you you can't like you know say be kind to the animals but then yelling at people
2: Or else. Yeah. so or else. even yes.
0: though you want to sometimes i want to <laughs> but <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i know that i can't tell you how many times i feel like saying something but i say no you know like no i'm just gonna Everybody has to take their own their own path.
2: You got such a healthy approach. The kindness, to love—that's the way of persuasion. Gentle persuasion, and not ultimatum. That, that's a, a beautiful uh, approach, attitude.
1: So, Gwenda, thank you very much for for coming on the show and explaining this to us. You were very uh, very clear, very educational, but she's and got very to tell fair. Us. We
2: would have been—I would have been at her deal today.
1: Yeah, I that's know. Just... Well, let's keep in touch because if you have Please. any other events, we'd like to come and do our show live there wherever you are. Oh, that would be yeah. So we'll be in touch with you. And you're very
2: well spoken. We want you to be a return guest. Absolutely.
1: It would be my pleasure. I would love it. Thank you very much, Guenna. Thanks for coming on the show, and we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Let's let's be friends. Let's be Let's be friends. Thank you. Pleasure having you. Sound good to me. Okay.
2: (laughs) Thank you so so much.
1: All
2: right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye
1: bye. Well, she's that a was a guest. very, very nice call. She's that a great we had. guest.
2: You see, she's not in your face. She's not. No, like, and that's the way to do, do it. this or that's else. That's the way to do it. You got to, some fantastic. people will do
1: it overnight. Other people, it takes time. I mean, I was a vegetarian for the longest time, and then I became plant based. So everybody has to. You know, people—it's you have to educate people, and then they can make their own decisions. People need to know. You tell them the facts, Gently. and then they come to their own conclusions. Gently. It's, it's she's also getting, getting easier, too. Pardon me? It's, it's getting easier to be vegetarian. It's, yeah, when I oh. became vegetarian, like I said, it was just beans and it's beans. There's so, so many now choices it's so much now. Easier. So, um,
2: There's so many choices. So
1: our time is up. You
2: don't have another bonus joke for the for, leaving? No, I'll
1: save it for next Sunday. Thank you very much, all you people oh, who I'm are gonna listening. Oh, I'm going to
2: miss the audience. I'm going to have a withdrawal here. You <laughs> okay. Know what I
1: mean? but we'll, well, the week will go by fast enough. Yeah. Thank you very much. So William, do you have any What about your
2: webpage? What about the? what's to come, maybe samples of our show and all that? Well, next stuff? week,
1: Pat, Pat, Pat Kendall with the Vancouver uh, rezoning uh, petition. With oh, the uh, geez, She'll be a back great and guest. let us know what the outcome was oh. with the city council. So she'll be talking our to our us next Sunday about her. that. And also, we didn't have time to talk about the new laws in California, circuses, and all that. So we'll cover that next week too. Make sure to cover that. And the walrus story. Well, th- I think we've we've done enough. Well, with that, the walrus that story. Russian <laughs> walrus story will have to maybe revisit. we'll talk a little bit yeah. about walruses. So, Anyways,
2: and uh, you know, p- those Canadians going to the polls tomorrow, think of animals. Think of your kindness to animals, and you know which is the better animal to lead the country. Thank you better. very
1: much. William, any final uh, words of wisdom? For no, our have listeners? a
2: super-duper weekend. Remember, be the person your dog thinks you are.
1: Thank you all. Thanks for spending this time with us. See you next Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific time on LA Talk Radio. Ciao. Bye-bye. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy
0: DeFabio, only on LA Talk Radio.